you believe that, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. We appreciate God for this morning and uh, we thank God for our lives. And I'm beginning a very powerful series that is essential for your spiritual and physical growth. Amen. And uh, for the past few weeks, we've been talking about salvation. We've been talking about righteousness. We've been talking about justification. We've been talking about consecration. And someone told me that they were watching online last week. Says those things you were teaching were like the people were in a Bible school. You believe that as well? Yeah, because, but, but it's necessary for you to grow. Amen? You need to know the fundamental um, 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 terminologies in this Christian faith. Hallelujah. So when, when you hear somebody say it, you wouldn't go like, okay, so now what is that that I've never heard of it? Amen? You need to understand it. But I want you to go back to those notes and go back to those sermons. All sermons are uploaded on YouTube. Amen? In the course of the week. So that is the morning service. Afternoon service, you can find it on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, morning service is only on YouTube. So you can go back to them and, 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 and just refresh your memory and I know you'll be blessed. Amen? Hallelujah. So we are starting a new series. I just want to introduce the series this morning. And then uh, God willing, next week I'll continue. But in the afternoon, the second service, I'll be teaching on something different. Are you ready to be blessed? Say, I receive the word. Raise your right hand like your voice is yours. Say, I receive the word. I believe the word. I work on the word. The word works on me. Say it again. I receive the word. I believe the word. I work on the word. The word works on me. Go with me, building effective relationships. It's actually a book I have written. It's just not printed yet. It's just in the manuscript form. I was to release it last year. I didn't. And uh, this year, I'm, sh I'm not sure what I would. But um, latest by next year, beginning of next year, it shall come out. Amen. Actually, when we are doing the Grace Encounter next year, I think it will be a good time to launch it as well. Hallelujah. Yes. Go with me, if you would, to Genesis chapter 2. I told you that if you want to understand how life is and how God made life and how everything came into being, the book to read is Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, reading from verse 18. Now, let's start from verse 15. And uh, we shall be blessed. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15. Shall we read one go? Shall we read one go? Now, the Bible said, The Lord God took Adam and settled him in the garden of Eden. And told Adam to keep it, to cultivate it, and to keep it. When man was created, the place that God put man was called Eden. Somebody say Eden. Eden. Now, Eden is a place of pleasure. It's a place of comfort. It's a place where everything that man needed was. It is the will of God, ladies and gentlemen, to place us at a place of comfort. Somebody say comfort. The word Eden means pleasure. Say pleasure. In other words, God placed man in a pleasurable environment that man lacked nothing. And then the other thing that the second thing God did was that when God told man, I have 
given you Eden, now cultivate it and keep it. After creating man, God wanted man to do well, to excel, to progress. So God told man, I put you in Eden. I have given you the second thing, the second responsibility I have given you is to work in Eden. Somebody say work. So work. So man was put in Eden to work in Eden, to cultivate the land in Eden. Next verse. Shall we read one go? Mm -hmm. Now, uh-huh. Thank you. The next thing after God instructing man to work is that God says to man, number one, God puts man in a pleasurable environment. Number two, God instructs man to work. Somebody say to work. To work. The next thing God gives to man is to give man instructions. Somebody say instructions. Instructions. God tells man, I need to make sure you are bounded by certain instructions so that you does not, you don't destroy yourselves. And I, I always tell you, in this life, if you don't stand for principles or certain principles, you fall for everything. So God makes sure that man had certain guidelines, certain rules that was bounding him in Eden. He said, you can eat of every other fruit, but the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you should not eat of it. Now, we come to verse 18. After God had finished everything that he did for man, he comes to verse 18 and says, now let's read one go. The Lord said, it is not good, beneficial for man to be alone. So God, after making everything perfect in Eden, telling man what to do, what not to do. He was supposed to work. He was giving instructions. And God sits in heaven and realizes that it is not good for Adam to be alone. It is not beneficial. So God, the Bible says, so the Lord make him a helper. Somebody say a helper. A helper. Somebody shouted a helper. A helper. And you see, there is a certain misconception that Eve came into the garden because God wanted to give Adam a wife. The emphasis here is if don't you think God could have made sure it is written here emphatically that I want to give Adam a wife? But the mindset, the purpose of God, the intent of God creating Eve was not to give Adam someone who will provide him with emotional support. No, was to give somebody to was to give Adam someone that would be a helper. Somebody shout a helper. A helper. Shout a shout a helper. A helper. And the helper is someone that balances him, that is a counterpart to him, someone that is suitable and complementary to Adam. Amen. Are you hearing me? So the essence of God making sure you are not alone on this earth is to give you a helper. Shout it again, a helper. Shout it again, a helper. Yes. The reason why you are seated by someone now and not on alone in a certain auditorium being hearing an angel preaching to you is that God realizes that you need what? A helper. The reason why in your house you are not alone doing everything is that God realizes that you need what? 
helper. The reason why at work you are not the only one, I mean, executing all responsibilities is that God realizes that you need what? A helper. The point is the simple note I'm trying to put across is that the reason why God will make sure you he connects somebody to you, the primary purpose is for the person to bring value into your life and for you to also add value into the person's life. Are we together? Yes. If somebody cleans your home for you, they are bringing value to your life. Yeah. They are making sure that every day your home is tidy. Yes. Are you getting me? Yes. Yeah. If so, you have a messenger in the house, you send around, the person is saving you time. The person is making sure you are productive. Every single person in your life is a helper. Say, I have a helper. I have a helper. Shout it like your voice is yours. Shout, I have a helper. I have a helper. Shout it, say, I have a helper. I have a helper. And you also must seek to also return the help by adding value to the person's life. You see, when you are in a relationship or in any form of relationship where two people are together, whether it is your, 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 your husband or wife or your pastor and your member or your, your colleague at work or somebody that helps you in the house, every single person in your life, God has placed them there with a special responsibility of adding value to your life and you also have the responsibility